Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. podcast from the International Motorsports Association and Radio Show Limited. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. So it's Peter Mackay and Jeremy Shaw up here in the IMSA radio booth with Alex Lynn leading the race. But I, I, want, to, I want to talk a bit more about David Pittard. Uh, Jeremy, another, uh, we talked to Neil Verhagen there, a driver who's really been uh, you know, trained, if you like, on, on the Nürburgring Nordschleife. David made his, a lot of his name on the, on the Nordschleife. I remember him winning a race with, uh, with Volkenhorst in the Nürburgring Langstrecken series. And I, I think if you, can, if you can purely survive and get the car to the end in races like that, it's certainly, uh, it, it's certainly a great training ground. And David and, both, uh, David and Neil have shown that in their careers. You're absolutely right, and uh, if, if hey, look, if you can drive, if you can be competitive at the Nurburgring, you can be competitive pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, certainly, David, is, he's, uh, he's he did some British GT. Uh, he's become part of that uh, factory factory roster of drivers at Aston Martin Racing, and got this opportunity uh, here with the Harder Racing team. There's a slight mistake there from the uh, class leader. In LMP2, Ben Keating slides a little bit wide in turn one, but he's got a pretty handy lead now, has Ben Keating. They are 45 seconds ahead of the surviving TDS racing entry, car number 35, Francois Herriot at the wheel of that car at the moment. We've got gentlemen drivers in each, in, in, in the top four cars in LMP at the moment. Ben Keating leading, Francois Herriot second, Francois Perodo in third position for the. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course. The very chrome car. I saw them polishing it yesterday, and I thought that's a, that's a tough job because it is it is the shiniest car in the in the paddock. Yeah, yeah, it shows every spec, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, and then uh, then one of the pros for the Air Corsa team is Jimmy Bruni in the fifth position, but he is uh, a lap down to the rest and closing on on George Kurtz in con, in car number zero four. Those who both those two cars one lap down as is Pietro Fittipaldi in a Rick Ware racing car number 51 and he's about 20 seconds behind Bruni so it's all it's all pretty close in LMP2 with uh, six cars within a lap of the lead lap or so of the lead but that change up front with Alex Lynn then taking over the lead from Jack Aitken uh, a few laps ago he be- that becomes the 19th lead change in this race unofficially wow. uh, and uh, we've had six different cars running out front out of the nine GTP cars well Jack Jack Aitken uh, six uh, minutes longer into his stint so we should see Jack coming in soon Ben Keating was at turn one ah just dropped a wheel on the inside but that wasn't actually where the uh, mistake he's been a bit ragged because he ran wide there pushing, a couple laps ago he's pushing whoa he's chasing up behind the number 43 LMP3 car uh driven by um, Guilherme de Oliveira, just yeah. trying to make his way past there as well. But Ben, he's, he's pushing hard. He's trying to make a... He's got a 48-second advantage over Francois Oro at the moment and uh, uh, is a little bit earlier into his stint as well. So uh, PR1 Matheson Motorsports, the number 52, wins liveried machine in a good position. And Ben Keating, he's got a, I mean, a really exciting year coming up in the World Endurance Championship. He is going to race for Corvette Racing. Actually, I saw him in his car. He had a Corvette Racing jacket on in the paddock the other day, actually. As number 31, um, Whelan Engineering Cadillac is coming down to see Shea Adam. It's very kind of them to make visits just to visit me. Oh, nope, they're doing fuel and tires as well. So it's a multi-purpose stop for the Whelan Engineering Cadillac. Jack Aiken staying aboard for another stint. So far, no indication of cleaning off the windshield, although it is kind of clear. I can see into the driver, which I can't say has been the case for every closed cockpit car that I've seen thus far in the race. So, uh, what, 59 other ones do not have that same honor. They are looking in the driver compartment, making sure everything's good. Thumbs up, comes over, adding some additional fluid to the right-hand side of the car in a pressurized bottle, waiting on the fuel. Green light is still on on this car. Oh, cleaning the headlights so that those are extra clear as well. Now, fuel nose comes out. That's the sound of Jackie going <laughs> back out on the fast lane. Well, well done keeping the mic open there, Shake, for, for the uh, electric takeoff and then the fire into life, waking up that Caddy V8. Brilliant stuff. 
Shea Adam down in pit lane for us here on IMSA Radio, as always. And I think that the little pressurised bottle, I think it might be oil, actually, which is normal to top the oil up as well. I do remember they used to do that quite a lot in... Uh, remember the, the RS Spider, they, they had a little pressurised oil bottle that they, they, they pinged it into as well. So um, just topping up as well. Just just fuel with that with that thirty one car was it? Oh no, it's uh, fuel and tires. Yeah, fuel, fuel and tires. tires. Yeah, uh, see Adam okay, keeping me right there. So once again, the number thirty one car, the the first of the leaders uh, to come onto pit lane for this sort of kind of re- sequence of pit stops. But it was a a thirty lap stint there for uh, the for Jack Aitken, mm. and that was uh, the previous stop was uh, so that's, you know, all green. 30 laps from number 31 car. I think that's the longest stint it's done so far since the uh, since, 31's the best we've on. seen isn't it for a GTP car Jeremy yeah. 31's uh, the best all, all green, green. Yeah. I think if I guess if you're in the lead it's always going to be more difficult you're always yeah. going to want to maintain that lead maintain that clear air that track position um, yeah, and so it, really good I mean this is uh, this is it's more the the significance of the event that really can weigh on a driver. The first time you do it, Jack Aitken is showing absolutely zero intimidation to this event at all, Jeremy. He just, he just seems to be taken to it like a duck to water. No problem. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, that, yeah. You know, that's why he made it all the way to, to be a Formula 1 test driver, isn't Correct. it? Because yeah. know, he's, a, he's a proper professional driver. Oh, he's yeah. certainly very much impressed the Action Express team uh, since, since, since joining them. He's got, a, he's got a good attitude. I first came across Jack when he came over here to do some Pro Master races, better part of a decade ago now. And uh, back then, he was trying to decide whether to pursue a career in North America or in Europe. He elected to go to go you know, to remain in Europe, uh, and he's done a super job for himself. He's raced in all the all the categories coming up through the open wheel ranks. He's been successful in all of them, uh, and uh, but now he's looking for a new chapter. Here is the GTD leader onto pit lane. That's the Courtoff Motorsports Mercedes Mikko Grenier has brought that car onto pit lane for presumes is regular service. That it is, yes, uh, regular service for the Courtoff Mercedes. Fuel, tyres, and the driver change there as well. She Adam is watching this pit stop. It's Mike Skeen who's taking over the uh, tall ginger ninja, folding himself nimbly into the car. And now the fuel nozzle is out. The car is already back and moving. We also had a pit stop. To the 57 Windward Racing Mercedes, they came in a lap ago and did fuel tires and a driver change, but I did not see who clambered aboard that one. And we are about to get another Mercedes pit stop in the form of WeatherTech Racing. This will be fuel sticker tires, and I did see a Mauro Angle somewhere, but I don't see him now. Thank you, Shay. Yeah, the number 79 WeatherTech Racing Mercedes packed with factory drivers, Mauro Engel, Daniel Juncadea, in there as well and uh, the uh, third driver is Jogunon in there and, and the fourth driver uh, Cooper McNeil so a really strong driver line up there for WeatherTech Racing and th- they have been up the top of the timesheets certainly they're there they're certainly in the top three pretty much the whole week as well Maruengo putting the car on the pole position for the GTD Pro runners as well well the battle of the Brits at the front of GTD Pro, though, it's the Aston Martin Vantage for Heart of Racing Team, car number 23, David Pittard still holding off Jack Hawksworth. Hawksworth not able to make his way past Pittard. He's right on the back bumper of him now, though, as they come through the International Horseshoe and hard on the power. And here comes Hawksworth. Hawksworth's got a run. He's on the flashers. He's on the headlight flashers as they go through the kink. Little breathe off the throttle there for Hawksworth. Just has to give best as they come into the Western Horseshoe this time as well. But Hawksworth making his presence well and truly known there. That is for sure. As they come towards turn six to come on to the Super Speedway. Yeah, super battle going on there. Here is the... the Number six, Team Penske uh, Porsche Motorsport car. Who's running in third position before coming on to pit lane. That's uh, down, that down at Shea Adams' end of the pit lane. The whole thing is my end of the pit lane right now. I am the only one out here. It is very, very nice indeed. But yes, the number six came in. Fuel tires, driver change as, let's see, white, blue, and red helmet. That belongs to Matthew Jaminet. So just waiting on fuel. Now it's coming back up the line. But they still haven't pulled the nozzle. They should have pulled it about 10 seconds ago. 
Nope, it went up to 42 on the counter as far as being in the pit box when they only need to be stationary for 30 to get a full load. So that was a poor pit stop, unfortunately, for Penske Porsche Motorsport. Well, that is, uh, thanks for that, Shay. Well spotted. Uh, that is something you say very, very rarely. Team Penske are usually the masters of the pit stop. So interesting to see what's going on there. If there's a story, Shay will be sure to get it. That's for sure. And so down to the 0-2, uh, Chip Ganassi Cadillac, uh, Jack Aitken uh, uh, was chasing that car down. Um, Shay, down to you. Richard Westbrook is installing himself behind the wheel of that one. Fuel and tires going on there as well as the number seven Porsche for Porsche Penske Motorsport is in the box. It is fuel, no tires, but a windshield clean for the driver as well. So number seven looks like standard service waiting on the 0-2 to drop off the air jacks and then kick back into life. They are still waiting on fuel. Now the nozzle comes out. Car is not released. Why is it not released? It should have gone by now. The fuel nozzle's been out for a couple of seconds. Um, I'm going to walk down when it's safe, when I can get to it, because the Porsche's currently blocked my way. Now it goes. So that was a, a bit of a lengthy stop for the 0-2. That's interesting, Shay, that we've got two lengthy stops there for GTPs. You know, it, it's still a bit of a mystery, this uh, the kind of total stint energy and how that matches and mix and matches with the petrol and the electric. So there could be something in that. I don't know. Um, but we'll 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 see. Uh, Mathieu Jaminet, as you mentioned, Jay, back on the the uh, board, the number six car taking over from Nick Tandy. Uh, Nick Tandy had a pretty strong stint there, uh, a pretty reasonable length of of stint in that uh, number six Penske Porsche Motorsport machine. So uh, the zero one. Uh, Chip Ganassi Cadillac for Cadillac Racing. The yellow and black car leaves pit lane. That 0-1 car was brought in by the Dutchman, Renger van der Zander, who's won this race on several occasions and also he often likes to bag the fastest lap as well. Um, he likes to make sure he gets the watch and the polish uh, and the extended warranty as well. So... GTPs continue to battle on into the night here at the Rolex 24 Hours at Daytona. It's just uh, just coming up to 10 o'clock local time here at the World Centre of Racing. And we have six GTP cars on the lead lap, absolutely tooth, fighting tooth and nail. And the BMW M Hybrid V8, car number 24, uh, run by a Team RLL, uh, driven by Philippeng, they are not far away. And with the Porsche keys to the race playing those cautions, they are right in there as well. And John is uh, back after a, a brief break, back in the Emsa Radio booth. John? I've been catching up on what's been going on in the paddock and catching all the gossip up. We were speaking to the guys for Sebring who were very excited about what's going to be happening in a few weeks' time uh, down there uh, as well. Uh, you guys you guys have had a lot of excitement, people throwing the cars off of the <laughs> yeah. scenery. Yeah, we have. It's been a fantastic yeah, We had a special ah. guest. We had Neil Verhagen come in to chat oh, as excellent. well. Yeah, very yeah. good. <laughs> all, good lucky. All, all good stuff. Yeah. All good stuff. Um, However, the good news is the race is still together, and that you know that is that's really important. I know that a lot of people will be. What time is it? Three o'clock in the UK, four o'clock in Europe. So we may have lost some of our European contingent on the the world feed. Uh, 107.9 here at the track in XM Sirius 207. If you are listening in the in the USA, Sirius XM. Sorry, I've got that the wrong way around. We're, we're, there's a lot of people hanging about waiting for fireworks. Uh, it did occur to me that in in the uh, in the grandstands, there's a lot more people around at this time of, uh, of night. The, the the whole air the whole area of Daytona International Speedway is absolutely buzzing with Rolex 24-hour fever these last day or two. Brilliant. Apparently, the ticket sales have uh, gone through the roof here. Mm. And if last weekend at the Raw was anything to go by, I absolutely understand that. I don't think. Okay, the fairly pleasant temperatures um, a lot of people still relatively wrapped up but as we look at the people in front of us there's quite a few people who um, are sitting in shirts and sort of gilets and not much else it's not as if they're in full fully as they are, our Aussie mates would say they're not fully rugged up down there so in front of us a goodly portion of spectators hello to you if you're in the grandstands 
18 degrees in the air has not changed. Hello, sir. I'm talking about you and your gilet. You know I am. <laughs> That's a very trendy gilet. We call it, it a body warmer in Scotland. <laughs> so what we're talking... Oh, there's the fireworks kicking off. 66 in the air, 66 on the track. It's absolutely balanced out now. 19 and 19. So just after 10 o'clock. And fireworks in the air above Daytona International Speedway. Never translates that well to radio if we just go ooh and ah, there's a blue one, there's a green one, I think. But for those of you watching on the world feed, with the Ferris wheel doing its thing as well, one of the traditions that we have here at Daytona around the Rolex 24 hours. And uh, I often wonder what it's like to be a driver at this point. Do you want it to be a full course caution at this time so you can sit and enjoy it or it's been quite a shock quite a shock for the drivers going down the back straight because they're they're in between that the fireworks are going up in between lake lloyd and the back straight so you, you've got them on drivers left both times on the infield and then coming down the back straight as well uh, do you think the team's actually warn the driver i, I, mean, I, I would. think i would if i was a team manager i would uh, I, I would tell them uh, that they, just to be sure there's a couple of minutes you don't be alarmed there's going to be some fireworks it would have scared the living what nuts out of me if I'd yeah. been somebody had had to be on the radio and say hind off there's going to be fireworks <laughs> yeah I know I'm in the middle of it no 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 there's actually going to be fireworks do you think they do a Thunderbirds countdown <laughs> that would be amazing <laughs> <laughs> shit Adam is down in the pit lane and uh, enjoying the temperature ooh ah Oh, the big, that's a big ground mine. Oh, wow. That actually shook me a yes. little bit. Um, not metaphorically speaking, literally, as I stand on the pit lane next to the Meyershank Racing Acura, which has been for full service, uh, drinks, bottle change, but no driver change. Tom Blanca staying aboard for this next stint. No windshield tear-off for Tom, just a nice clean with some of that extra powerful foamy stuff that they put on that makes a big difference to driver visibility. It's a bit like getting a new tear-off, but you just hope that the guy actually cleaning the windshield gets all the streaks off or else it's going to be a long stint. Uh, It looks like for Tom, he does have clear visibility. And away goes the Acura. Oh, that one was a lot quieter than the Cadillac, Peter. Uh, that, that was just because they, they wanted everybody to hear the fireworks instead. Ah, uh, uh, very magnanimous of them. <laughs> Share Adam down in the pit lane. I can't actually hear the fireworks above the noise of the cars, which is quite extraordinary. So, Jeremy, the story of the last couple of hours then. Uh, with Tom Blomqvist getting a wiggle on before he came into the pits for that pit stop. He'd uh, been trying to pull some time back with the two Cadillacs having uh, led the, been leading this race, the 0-2 and the 31, the Cadillac Racing and Wheel and Engineering. Third, Ricky Taylor, another two seconds or so behind. And then the untroubled Porsche, Still only Porsche and BMW have had major issues out there, both with the battery packs, which were replaced. Mm. Yeah, good point. That uh, yeah, It's just been a fascinating motor race. It really has. We've got Cadillac 1-2 at the moment with that pit stop for the number 60 car. Of course, is now out of sequence after that mistake by Elio Castro and Evers. Uh, but once again, that last stint for the number 60 car was 31 laps. Uh, most... Uh, the, the other cars are mainly doing around about 30, 29 or 30 laps or it's around about 50, 51 minutes uh, on a uh, before they've used up all their usable energy and at the moment it's a number 02 car with Richard Westbrook out in the lead again. He'd taken the lead from the number 31 car about yeah, eight, 8 or 9 laps before it came into the pit lane and he has retained that lead after the pit stops have been completed. 280 laps now in the books for the race leader. And Richard Westbrook, he's lapping in the 40s at the moment. Each of his last uh, two laps have been in the 40s. Uh, and he's, he's been out of the pits for four laps. Jack Aitken, uh, on the other hand, having stopped uh, four laps sooner, he's down in the 38s. Uh, and the number 10 car 
which is Ricky Taylor now in the third position. He's in the 38s as well. So, uh, and he came in on the same lap as did Richard Westbrook. So I'm going two, two seconds a lap faster each of the last two laps. Behind there, Matthew Jaminet. He's about 10 seconds farther back there in that fourth position in car number six, the Porsche. Uh, and then Renke van der Zander about 16 seconds behind him uh, uh, in the 0-1 car. So Tom Blomqvist is uh, still at the uh, tail end of those cars on the lead lap in the number 60 car, but he's about 37 seconds behind the 0-1 Cadillac. And before the round of pit stops, that gap was about 40 seconds. So made up a little, little, ground, little bit of ground in relation to the 0-1 car, but still a lot, a lot more to do, but a long way to get that accomplished. 15 and a half hours remaining. Um, got to keep remembering the Michelin Endurance Cup points as well. The first ones were awarded six hours into the race. Next one's at 12. And the next... The next data stick collection is between hours 11 and 13. That's when they have to hand that over to IMSA. This is all part of uh, how IMSA manages to get their information for BOP and things like that. They have their own independence sensors on the cars. Just for a little comparison, by the way. Well, this is nothing other than that so please don't read any more into it if the entire 33 car fail completed the Indy 500 they would do 16,500 miles a Daytona 500 would be 20,000 miles for a full 40 starters and in the first eight hours here the field that started at 61 is now at 59 have completed 14,560 laps or 51,833 miles. <laughs> just for comparison, nope, we're not saying just to give you an idea about the pounding that these Michelin tyres in particular are taking. Great to watch racing in these nighttime hours the exhausts and the brake rotors glowing except it's very early in the morning back in Europe that means that it's uh, prime time in Australia and New Zealand those of you tuned in on uh, Sky New Zealand hello welcome to you 15 hours and 30 minutes still to go. Yeah, plenty of time. A lot can happen in that in that period of time, that's for sure. It's great to see so much clean running here, though, with all these cars in the stretch. We've had a few fall by the wayside, but we've only had, what, two official retirements so far, those being... The number 47 uh, Ferrari, the Chetelar racing car, was out after only 44 laps. Thank Gar Robinson in the Riley Motorsports 74 Ranch Resort Ligier, the LMP2, one of the favourites in LMP2, uh, having had uh, so much success in recent seasons since the uh, LMP3 category was, was brought in to be a part of the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. This day it's not going away for Riley Motorsports. And at number 74, perhaps won the Rolex 24 each of the last two years. Gar Robinson has been part of that group for both of the years. The first year he was partnered by Scott Andrews, Spencer Pickett, and Oliver Askew. Last year it was Kai Van Berlo, Michael Cooper, and Felipe Fraga, part of that race wing organization for Riley Motorsports. But the race has come to an early, abrupt end. 
today. So those are the only two cars officially up. Number 25 BMW, having spent uh, two long since in the garage, is back running again. So hats right. off to, to yeah. BMW Team RLL for getting that car back into the fray, John. There's still a heck of a lot to learn. You're well, not going to park it, that's for sure. Well, and you know, next year that car is going to do WEC in Le Mans as well yeah. with... Uh, Vonsov Voss and WRT, they opened their account with BMW with a first and third at the Dubai 24 hours. They're going on down to the Bathurst 12 hours next weekend. They've got Valentino Rossi as a BMW driver as well, which is sure to get some yeah. attention, shall we say. Yeah. Drove well, actually, at, uh, at Dubai, and everybody I've spoken to said he's going about this in the right way has some experience of course from when WRT were with Audi he uh, did some racing in GT Masters I think and he's also raced with his mates in the double six hours at Abu Dhabi in a Ferrari a couple of years but not at the kind of level he's going to be expected to perform now he is a sponge for information really impressed with him to be honest yeah. Oh, really impressed with them, Jeremy. Yeah. So easy when you've got nine world championships in your chosen sport to think that you know everything. And yeah. What have you got to prove? Yeah, what have you got to prove? Except he really feels he has. Yeah, very uh, cool. Full course yellow. Ooh. Full course yellow. Pits are closed. Just had a change for second position a couple of laps ago. Ricky Taylor's got past Jack Aitken there, so the, the number 10 Acura Conica Minolta car into second position. Jack Aitken, the wheel and engineering car number 31 down to third. So it's Cadillac Acura, Cadillac Porsche, the top four at the moment. Not quite sure why this caution has come out. A couple of people coming into a closed pit. I think the Paul Miller BMW made it, is in and out. Oh, the tyre stack's been moved. Out on the far side of the circuit at turn six, somebody's been in the wall, uh, and we've had to dispatch an IMSA safety vehicle. Uh, thick black lines of Michelin rubber behind the tyre stack. So that's turn six going back onto the oval section of the circuit. Uh, an hour and 54 minutes or thereabouts since. Uh we last had a precaution period. This is just the fifth. Well, it's the fifth caution period of the race. To two lengthy green flag runs there, and it's just been a fascinating contest in pretty much all of the classes. Hello to guy on two wheels. 24 hours of Daytona, he says, is a class event. North Vancouver, Canada, tuning in there. Oh, well, that means you should be able to watch on the world feed as well. GT car on the lane. This must be for uh, for emergency service. This is the 023, the dark red. I do like that colour. That is, that is proper old school Ferrari, sanguinous red. And that's come in for what should be just emergency service. That'll be a splash of five seconds of fuel. And that car should be away. Well, I think we're all right. It was close. Shea's called it as legal. That's fine. Oh, great work. Very quickly. By the driver... We've got a second stack that needs moving. What I don't know is who moved them in the first place. Because there's some very big, thick black lines right behind them, as if somebody's had the nose of the car onto it and then pushed it along. But then presumably they would have had to reverse to get around them. Excellent work with the hydraulics. Very impressive indeed by the operator. And the 
VMR safety crew there saying, can you just move that slightly to the right, please? Yes, just like that. I'm always in awe of people who can operate these uh, hydraulic units. I once took my godson to Diggerland in, uh, in the UK and had a go on a couple of JCBs. You, you drive them and operate all the hydraulics with uh, two joysticks. It is not easy. Excellent work. And we should be back to green pretty quickly once we've gone through the pits open. And the pass around is ongoing. How many full course yellows is this, Jeremy? Five. All right, OK, so we're doing all right. What's the magic number? 833. Okay. And how many uh, lead changes have we had now, Jeremy? We have had 21 lead changes amongst six different cars. Okay. Richard Westbrook, uh, he was he's been closed down there quite quickly by uh, Ricky Taylor, who uh, just forwarded his way past Jack Aitken into second position. And there really wasn't much to choose at, at all between those top three cars as we went to full course caution. Now it'll be a, lo a lot less still. Yes. 286 laps completed so we're a little little behind where we need to be for for a, a record run uh, Shea Adam down in the pit lane Jeremy Shaw where would you like me to position myself who owes us to stop um well Nobody really owes us a stop, but I would imagine it probably will will all come onto pit lane. The, the one that's the, the, the one that's closest to needing a pit stop, but it's only been out for twelve laps or so since the since its last pit stop, number thirty one car. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see. The number sixty car was the last one in. That was in three laps after any other car, so that's going to need less fuel during this pit stop, assuming everybody comes in, that's going to need the least amount of fuel to top it up uh, to, to get ready for another long green run. And that car's been getting excellent fuel consumption or energy consumption in any case. So it's currently running in the sixth position. We might need to keep an eye on that one. Okay, so I'll go down to the wheel and engineering box and keep a wary eye on any car that comes in with a significant amount of black on the right-hand <laughs> side of it. Actually, John, that'll be your job. You'll be able to see that side. It's true. Uh, Punk 1 and 1. Love listening to the show here in the UK in the night. Wish you all the best, fella. And uh, Good to hear that sports car racing lifts your spirits. Waiting for the pits to be opened. Pass around going on now at IMSA Radio if you'd like to get in touch with us. Jerry Z, listening on uh, 107.9. His headset's fully charged again. So he's tuned in. A lot of people still in the grandstands here. Stayed after the uh, fireworks. I'm impressed how many people have turned out. See quite a few people heading for the exits now lots of tail lights disappearing from the infield suspect that's uh, some of our corporate guests from down in the champions club that's the sort of area that they're coming out of maybe going back to some of the suites on the other side as well there's a, a raft of manufacturer shuttles of course all right, Chip, stand by for action. Here they come. Fuel only for Aitken. It is fuel and front tires so far for the 0-2. Uh, we put Richard Westbrook in that car the last time. Yep. Oh, the lead.
leash was deployed for the 31. I love it. Um, we haven't seen the leash for a while. That is attached to the fueler to indicate when to stop refueling the cars, to not lose track position. I don't know who got out ahead of whom, though, John. Was it the red or the blue Cadillac in front? New tires for the number 10, the Konica Minolta Acura. And, oh, we've got the engine cover off for Tom Longfist. I'm going to walk down to the MSR world as the it is a very standard at the end stop. of the pit lane, Cher, because the red rest, light. The red light, yeah. yeah. It looks to me as though... Actually, they've queued up in two lanes, so it makes it even more <laughs> difficult. Two Cadillacs from a... Porsche and an uh, Acura, I think. The tail section is going back on the second Acura. I think they might have taken this opportunity to just have a look at everything below the surface uh, while you've got the option under the yellow flag condition. See if there's any further work that you have to do. And they are tightening everything back up, fastening the tail portion back onto the rest of the car. Still waiting for Tom Blomqvist to get moving. But again, he's got a little bit of time, luxury of time, as this has come under a full course caution. Sure, it was 0-2 Cadillac Richard Westbrook from 31 Jack Aitken from Porsche of Mattia Jaminer from the Acura of Ricky Taylor that's how they're left once the light went green at the end of the pit lane and I believe the 0-2 took new front tyres whereas the 31 had no tyres just fuel ok very interesting different strategically mm. and it was a new tail well no they were plugging into the back of the number 60 Acura, Tom Blomqvist, who's, and they are pressurising something at the back of the car. Not seen that done before. And these cars have got a lot of different systems on them. It's the battery pack that have caused problems for BMW and Porsche so far. And the battery pack has got uh, integral cooling. They're all in different places on the car. Porsche, along with their chassis designer, Multimatic, have decided to place the battery pack asymmetrically. It's not along the centre line of the car. It's actually on the opposite side to the driver, so it's on the right-hand side. And uh, to balance out the driver's weight, very clever bit of design, that. I just wonder if that was the battery pack on the... Uh, on the Acura, she'll have a wander down there in a moment. Tom Blomqvist has now gotten away, but it, had, it, it required the removal of the tail section and something either being pumped in or pressurised. Uh, hello to Brian, who is in Chicago. Five inches of snow in Chicago at the moment, listening in there while shoveling the snow away. You're an hour back from us, aren't you? Because you're on central time, so just coming to 9.30. GT cars coming in and peeling off into their pits. Looks like we've got a lot of takers for Shea Adam down in the pit lane. Fuel only for the heart of racing, Aston Martin number 23. Let's see what the sister car decides to do. That would be the 27. Fuel only for them as well. Both of these cars having done pit stops relatively recently. Fuel only for the number 12. Vassar Sullivan Lexus as the pit board is not dangling for the sister car, the 14. So they are going straight back out, uh, staying out. Excuse me. We have fuel tires and a driver change. For the number nine, Faf Porsche, the car and team that won this race in the championship one year ago with a very different driver lineup, but Klaus Bachler is out. And, oh, they've just used the cleaning spray so that I can't actually see into the windshield right now to see who the driver is. Uh, that's Larry. That would be Lawrence Van Tour, 2019 GTLM champion, 2021 GTD champion, and the guy who has thought so much about this race for the last 12 months. Lawrence Van Tour is once again aboard and away. That sounded good. Yeah. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. So, so the number zero one car stayed out there and goes from uh, fifth position into the lead. Number twenty four BMW also did not get did not make a pit stop. The question is, has it um, got the wave around? 
with all of the other cars coming into the pit lane. I think it probably should have done. But, uh, can you, uh, yeah, they've all come past, haven't they? So uh, perhaps that 24 car remains one lap down. Yeah, I think it does. Might have been sort of kind of scuppered there by the zero one car, also not staying out. If if that car had come in along with everybody else, then that would have given Team BMW Team RM Team RLL an opportunity to get back onto the lead lap. But uh, because the zero one car didn't come into pits, I don't think it did. So, uh, LP2, I think number 50, well, the number 52 car, PR1 Matheson Motorsports Machine, has a, a lap lead over over five cars, I think. Number 88, 55, 51, 35, and 04 are all on uh, the same lap as each other. And with that pit stop for number 52 car, that's going to enable the, uh, those other contenders to get back onto the lead lap because the uh, number 52 car did come onto pit lane and most of the other cars that were one lap down did not so therefore while the 52 car was stationary the cars that are out on the racetrack went past they're now ahead on the racetrack so therefore between the safety car and the class leader for when we get back to green so before we go back to green those cars that are between in any of the classes between the safety car and the respective cast leaders can go past the pack and, and run around to catch up the back of the field. They are they hadn't been lapped at that stage by the race leader, so they're able to run around to the back of the pack and take up position behind the line of other cars in the class. Hello, the Mats Parksy, Mats Parksy, listening from Sheffield in the UK. Exams wrapped up this week. No better way to end it. Waikiki is where Zach Anderson is tuning in from. Hello to Liam Harrow, to Ruby Acosta, having a great watch party. Out in the suburbs at, I hope I get this right, Coquilam, uh, says Generic. Outside St. Louis, Missouri for Chase, all on imsaradio.com. Let's see where you're listening for us. We're heading towards the nighttime coverage. Good to have your company. And don't forget our dedicated US night shift. The night owls are Johnny Palmer and Bruce Jones with rooftop rate. Powered by Sacred Coffee here in the US. That's 2 a.m. till 6 a.m. Eastern. So a ways away yet. Boys will be rubbing themselves down with warm halibut oil, even as we speak. That is certainly a thought, John, uh, to, to, to take you into the nighttime hours here at Daytona. Uh, two fine athletes, uh, uh, Bruce Jones and Johnny Palmer, who have, uh, haven't been able to take their eyes off the race back in our but studio. None of, none of us have, have been able no, to, no. to do that. Now, here's a bit of trivia. Have you, I couldn't think of a race where I've seen multiple different pace cars in the same race so, uh, 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 as in there's four different pace cars from each of the GT manufacturers I think Correct. it's a great idea at the moment we're on a blue Cadillac V-Series which has got some serious boogie on the high bankings we've got an Acura Type S uh, what have we got we've got a BMW X7 yeah. is it and we've got a Porsche 911 Porsche 911 Porsche 911 Turbo Turbo Turbo, Turbo S. S excellent yep the nice. car that Felipe Nazar trusts for his personal transport is <laughs> watch out on the motorways of, of Brazil. Yeah, excellent. Porsche certainly look after their drivers with their uh, company cars. Talking to Nick Tandy, uh, you were talking to Nick Tandy yeah. early week. He's picking up his this uh, new GTS Cabrio when he gets back to the UK. Yep, Dane Cameron's in a Panamera. As well. Panamera Sport Turismo Beautiful. or a Taycan Sport Turismo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that yeah. might have to be our new service barge for uh, 
for Ibs Radio. <laughs> she Adams got a report in pit lane, car number 20, the high-class racing cars with issues, Shay. They just took the rear wing off and ran around the side closer to the racetrack, which is something very strange. You never see that happening. Then they took the engine cover off and pushed it up against the wall. They are still refueling the car while three mechanics have torches or flashlights if you're in the States, uh, looking in the rear all around the suspension of this car. So I wonder if maybe it's clobbered a couple too many curbs. But it's just weird that they've taken the rear wing component completely off, taken it over the wall, and there's no hint of a new one coming over. I'm a little bit concerned about this, guys. Oh, right. Thank you, Shit. Shea Adam, who is sharing the pit lane with uh, Joe Bradley and Nick Damon. We'll hear from them later on. I hope they're looking after my Camry. <laughs> the bad news is they're sleeping in your Camry. Mm. And uh, Joe had hard-boiled eggs earlier on today. I'm seeing no more than that. And you've got to drive that back down to Miami. I, I do. <laughs> may want the windows um, open. Uh, yes, I think so. Uh, bit, uh, yeah. Hello to my good friend Martin Keck, along with uh, Jackson, Henry and Reagan, all uh, listening up in uh, the Milwaukee area. Miss you down here. Can't believe it's only a year since we first bumped into each other, Martin. And... Uh, what a, a great meeting that was. Serendipity is uh, something you can never budget for. Thanks very much for everything. Really uh, been good knowing you in the last 12 months. Along with Jackson, Henry and Reagan. A car stopped uh, on the... It's an LMP2 car. I can't quite catch the number of it. Uh, it's the 51 car uh, driven by uh, Pietro Fittipaldi, Rick Ware Racing. The Rick Ware mechanics are sprinting down the pit lane at the moment, three of them at full pelt, trying to see what is the issue. The car has come to a complete halt in the pit lane, and Shea Adam has more. Box completely, uh, and unfortunately realised about 20 boxes too late stopped in the transition lane, waited for communication from the crew. The crew then said, just wait there. He pulled forward about another five boxes, and now the crew has run up to get him. I don't think he has enough fuel to make it around for another lap, gents. I think that's why they're being forced to pull him all the way back. But Devlin DeFrancesco up on the wall and ready to get in the car. He's been there for a couple minutes now. It's actually been the last sequence we had where all the LMP2s came through when the pits were open for everybody, and then the 51 still didn't pit. Maybe there's a radio communication issue where the driver doesn't know where his box is because nobody on the uh, high stand is counting down for him. Another of the Rick Weir mechanics sprinting down the pit lane to help his uh, colleagues giving that uh, Orica uh, a bit of a more firm push uh, as well. So yeah, great, great. Well, the great, uh, if there is a radio issue, good awareness by the driver not to reverse back or anything like that. It wouldn't be the first time we've seen something like that this weekend. Pietro Fittipaldi is uh, in that car. And, uh, yes, Devlin De Francesco waiting with his uh, seat insert there, John. Uh, let's quickly, whilst we have a little time, with so many people tuned in from around the UK, uh, 3.30 in the UK, lots of people coming in from a night out and deciding to oh. listen in to us. Get the coffee on, guys. <laughs> it's going to be a long night. Matthew Moore is at Watkins Glen. See you in June for the sale in six hours. You will. Monty and Billy listening in uh, on the infield. Listening on uh, 107.9 FM. As is Kyle Hall who's walking around the infield. It's, it's, the, it's the beauty, isn't it, of a, a circuit like this that you can get to the infield, you can go and watch on those bleachers on the infield section you can come up here onto the grandstands and with a decent pair of binoculars you can see pretty much all around oh it must be getting chillier because uh, they've got an extra layer over the G layer now in front of me <laughs> you, you're going to be my temperature thermometer with that sir you are got his headset on listening in 
right in front of our booth up here on the fifth floor. Still got the beer in a koozie, though. You've got to keep the beer cold, though. That's oh, very yes. important. Oh, yeah. yes. Beer's yeah. got to still be in the koozie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't have warm beer on a cold no, night. That just, no. I mean, that's that's just wrong. No. Or totally. cold hands on the cold beer. No. No. Absolutely. Works both ways. Absolutely. Close to a foot of snow in Milwaukee at the moment. Says uh, Jill and Zeus watching from Sheboygan, Wisconsin. It's about 20 minutes from Road America. We've often that, stayed in Sheboygan. Isn't that the town where James French is from? Uh, yes. Yep. Yeah. So uh, who's in the who's in the race in the LMP3 class? And James uh, 2017 had one of the most dominant IMSA series in any class in any any category. Completely wiping it. They won every race but one. Uh, I think it was Petit Le Mans with the last race was the only race they didn't win in the LMPC category. Sabi Kerner. Just a few minutes away from the Hockenheim ring. Big night shift there, 4.30 in the morning. Good effort, Sebi. Oh, and our good friend Michael Rennick in Atlanta tuned in as well. Well, we've still got a lot of people. These are the hours where quite often we learn most about these cars. Cadillac's first, second and third. We've always said that the Cadillacs were slightly dark horses. Well, they've come to the front now. It's the 01, 02 and 31, which is nice because I like them in number order. It's the two Cadillac racing run by Chip Ganassi v LMDHs. Renger van der Zander, Richard Westbrook and Jack Aitken, the three Cadillac drivers. The 31, of course, is the wheel and engineering car, Jeremy. Yeah, interesting to me that the number 60 team, they, they would have needed uh, less fuel than the other contenders they came in several laps after them last time around i'm surprised they didn't make up any ground at all they remain in the sixth position as we go back to green so Renger van der Zander leads the field through then with the porsche right behind that's porsche number six right in behind there excuse me porsche number seven which is several laps down uh, so yes that does mean that uh, Cadillacs are one, two, three. So the Porsche number seven in there uh, with the split, uh, the class split. So Renger van der Zander leads away then in the yellow and black zero one Cadillac with Jack Aitken in hot pursuit in car number 31 for Action Express Racing. Then in third, the zero two for uh, Chip Ganassi Racing, the uh, blue and black machine, Richard Westbrook. Stop at 62nd for the number one. Paul Miller Racing Team. A little bit of a miscommunication, we think, that that brought them into the pit lane. Not a radio issue per se, but a miscommunication within the team as to whether that car had come in on the closed pit or not. Very costly. We'll take another VP Racing Fuel official coolant of IMSA Stay Frosty update in a moment. That's going to be a lap then, really, for car oh, number yeah. one for Paul Miller Absolutely. Racing. Absolutely. Oh, Ford at car 43 in LMP3 class. Uh, uh, penalty for working on the car outside the pit box. A drive-through penalty for them. Uh, that's, just, that's a real pity for the MRS GT Racing squad. As we go back to complete yeah, our first black green under green again as the uh, GTP cars scraping along as they hit the braking point for uh, turn one as they transition off the super speedway oval and onto the flat there as well they're running them super close to the low to the ground they won't be able to do that at Sebring they'll have to jack the right height up a little bit for the bumps of Sebring in uh, about six weeks time but uh, what that caution means is that uh, the number 60 Marshank Acura uh, is now back in right in the thick of the battle. We know how much pace they have. They've recovered from that uh, little uh, thrill and spill earlier on. And they are really back in the thick of it as well. So they've really used one of our Porsche keys to the race, worked the cautions, and that's brought them right back into the fight there as well. Tom Blomqvist on board the machine. In the GTD Pro, well, Lexus after Jack Hawksworth hunting down David Pittard for... Well over an hour, uh, the, uh, the Lexus for Vassar Sullivan Racing, car number 14, leads from the uh, WeatherTech Mercedes, Daniel Juncadella and Antonio Garcia for Corvette Racing, right in there as well in car number three. So we now have four GTD, GTD Pro cars 
with Alex Riveras in fourth as well. So before we have the first of the GTD cars, Kyle Marcelli, car number 93 for uh, Racers Edge. And uh, Jeremy, you've been keeping an eye on the lead changes, but I suspect those are new leaders. Certainly in GTD, the Racers Edge car, I don't think it has been in the lead of that category. It's not by my... I'm thinking off the top of my head, though. But, yeah, uh, so am I. Uh, <laughs> too complicated. Uh, too complicated, yes. Right. But they're great they're stuff been from right them. They've been right there all the oh, yeah. way through, though. Yes, they have. They have. That's very true. Um, I think Ashton Harrison led earlier on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, they've had good pace all week. They both Acuras have been fast. Racers Edge and the Gradient team as well. Uh, it's uh, Jack Aitken uh, battling away with uh, Tom Blomqvist. The battle for third position. And oh, Blomqvist has a little look as well. And Aitken says, "Not on your life!" As they come through the kink, just covering the covering the line the line nicely. But Blomqvist, he's not going to take that one lying down. Blunkfist has got a lot of pace underneath this number 60 Marshank Acura and wants to get to the front, wants to be able to use that pace and pull away if we get a long period of green flag running as the GTPs come up onto the Super Speedway once again, opening up those engines. Yeah, up to 200 miles an hour oh. on the uh, on the back straight as they head down towards the Le Mans chicane and the Cadillac's 1-2 at the moment. The third one, Richard Westbrook, has fallen back uh, two or three positions. He's back in the fifth place right now. Tom Blukas has made up a couple of positions, uh, and he is running in fourth. So the two uh, Acuras exchange positions, plus they've got Richard Westbrook between them. So a really good restart by Tom Blomquist in car number 60. Uh, a penalty for the Triarte Competizione uh, Ferrari in GTD, car 023 stop plus 10 seconds for an improperly served emergency service huh. obligation. We're seeing quite a few of these styles of penalties coming through as the yeah, race is going on. That's a brand new team there yeah. for this year. They've been racing in in SRO for last year. Had some success in the AM category, but there really literally wasn't any competition in it, unfortunately. But I'll tell you what, that team has a, a very ambitious future. They're doing the, the long-distance races this year. They're planning to step up into a full campaign in 2024, and it's a really good-looking organization. Uh, Mark Showman, who's been around this for a long, long time, he's, uh, I think he's only serving as, as, a, as, a, as a spotter here this weekend, but he's a pretty useful engineer in his own right. He's engineered many of the top teams over, over many, many years. He's retired now, he tells me. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but he's back here with this team, and he's, he's worked with this team in Ferrari Challenge. They, made, they had a, a lot of success in, in Ferrari Challenge, uh, Trialsi Competizione is part of a, uh, a group of Ferrari dealerships based in Orlando. They've got a dealership in Tampa that was opened up just a few years ago. And last year was voted the top dealer for Ferrari, oh, wow. not in the U.S., in, in the, the world. world. That's oh, quite wow. a boost. That is wow. a boost. Yeah. Well, we've uh, blown through another hour of racing. Let's take a VP Fuels in race update. So we've been back to green for a few laps now. 295 laps completed uh, by the 0-1 Cadillac that leads by 1.299 seconds from the number 60 accurate out in second position. Tom Blomqvist getting amongst the Cadillacs in third. It is another Cadillac, the 31. No, it's not. It's the Porsche that's just gone through. Mathieu Jaminet has gone through ahead of Jack, Jack Aitken. He said Jack Aitken there. I'm feeling... Feeling all continental. It's the convergence. It's getting to all of us. You know that. Then Jack Aitken in the 31 in fourth position, but still only a second and a half between the top four. Another second further back, Ricky Taylor. He's behind the wheel of the number 10, Conning Minolta Acura. 0-2, Richard Westbrook in the Acura Racing, the Chip Ganassi run car and the top seven made up by Philip Eng. Just a lap off the lead, still in that number 24 BMW. Here's the class leaders. It is the number 52, Alex Quinn, driven, wins LMP2. Origa, that was the Paul sitting car, LMP3. Nico Pino for the number 33, Sean Creech Racing. That's the Ligier with the stars and stripes on it. And in GTD... The top four are now pro cars. How that has turned around in the last few hours. And it's Lexus now at the front. V8, front engine, rear wheel drive. Jack Hawksworth by uh, a couple of seconds to Tonio Garcia. And uh, Daniel Juncadella 
actually in second and then it's uh, Antonio Garcia in third and in GDD itself it is Phil Ellis what a story this would be Winwood Racing a rebuilt car with help from other teams who aren't even with the same manufacturer after that car original car uh, went out of the race in practice Lucas Hauer doing very well we hear and that's great news still coaching from his hospital bed we heard earlier on Frederick Shandoff in there as well in second in the McLaren and a Mercedes for Mike Skeen the uh, court of car in third position going to cycle through another guest here with uh, Jeremy Shaw, Peter Mackay and John Hindoff. let's uh, make room for the president of IMSA as we've got a change in the lead Tom Blomqvist has gone to the head at the end of that VP Racing Fuels update in race the official coolant of IMSA stay frosty new leader 14 hours and 53 minutes to go here at the World Centre of Racing. 